Live from Western Kentucky University, capital of the Hilltopper Nation. Whether it's in the locker room or on the field, behind the clipboard or on the court, home or away, we've got you covered. Get ready to enter the Red Zone, your destination for all things sports, right here on Revolution 91.7. And welcome to this week's edition of WKU Red Zone Radio right here on Revolution 91.7. I'm John Alden alongside with me as usual, Matthew Hargrove, Tori Bowling, our producer Harrison Balk, and our two reporters Ryan Gooden and Caden Gaylord. A great week for WKU football and beyond this weekend. What do you guys think of this past week in college sports? Um, college football was kind of a slow weekend, but anyway, here on the Hill there's nothing to complain about. Yeah, a big win against the defending conference champions. I didn't see it coming. I picked UAB to win last yeah. week in the pickums. So yeah, I believe there's only WKU. two of us that chose WKU to uh, quote unquote upset uh, UAB. They won the game twenty to thirteen. WKU off to a two and zero start in conference play. They are two and two overall. We got our first look at Ty Story. It's story time here on the Hill for WKU. He went fifteen for twenty four, one hundred eighty nine yards, two touchdowns. Not a lot to really complain about. He's not really a superstar. That I mean, not that we were expecting him to be one, but what would you give your overall evaluation of Ty Story's first game? I would give it around B, B plus because he didn't turn the ball over, and that has been the main problem with Stephen Duncan yeah. is throwing the interceptions. He's thrown after before that injury that he had, he was leading the conference in thrown picks. Mm-hmm. So Ty Story was also throwing the ball down the field. We didn't see that from Stephen Dunn. We saw a bunch of check down passes, and he was having some big third down throws that got Western those deep drives and getting him into the end zone. Honestly, this game could have been a lot worse because there was two drives, particularly that first score by Western when they rushed down. I think I believe it was Gage Walker who ran it in, mm-hmm. and then it was called back for the face mask. Um, they should have scored on that, and then there was another drive. They got another penalty, had to – you know, set up with a field goal. So this, I mean, Western could have scored above 30 points, but Ty Story did, I thought, a very nice job. Yeah, he did what you need to do to win. I, and, uh, you know, we'll talk about this in a minute, but, I mean, I think the game plan going forward is if this defense can hold up, kind of a uh, kind of Chicago Bears kind of approach, you know, kind of have Mitchell Drabisky or whatever do enough to win. Uh, obviously, he went out today. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Ty Story did enough for WKU to win, and that's all you could have asked for. You yeah. can w- We now know you can win with Ty Story. Um, they kind of duped us at the beginning. So WKU's uh, football Twitter account tweeted a picture like right before kickoff of like Davis Shanley like leading the tunnel out. So like I thought Shanley was gonna be the guy. I know, Matthew, yeah, Matthew probably was very disappointed to see story out there, but you know, <laughs> you can't be disappointed in the. No, I was no, not. No, I was. Um, not you know, not not a lot of volume, but we, this is to, to be expected because he didn't really throw for like you know he wasn't throwing 400 yards a game at Arkansas you know he was oh, kind yeah. of, he's more of a dink and dunk kind of guy uh, obviously he showed that he has some legs and um yeah I, I, I'm pleased with Ty Story you know he's not gonna win the game by himself but he can contribute to wins and you mentioned the defense coming up big it worries me because this defense has been really inconsistent yep. and the run game has really slowed down from that FIU game so how much do you trust the defense going forward, and how much do you trust Ty Story to just do enough? If Ty Story has a bad game and the defense isn't playing well and the run game's still struggling, then obviously 
you're not going to get that win. So let me clarify. You're saying, I mean, I know four interceptions is a lot, and we're not going to need to expect that from WKU each and every week. But do you think that you're saying on, on games where we're not getting turnovers, could that be a problem? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, definitely, because the run game, that's been a problem for the past three yeah. years. And Gage Walker, we thought it was solved, rushed for over 100 yards, first game against Central Arkansas, and then against FIU. And now we got Ty Story coming in. And Ty Story, I mean, he's a backup. You can say whatever you want, but he's a backup. So you can't expect him to go out there throwing for 300 yards, not turn the ball over every game. So the run game has definitely got to pick up. And that's kind of a good point, too, saying that uh, Ty Story's a backup. Really, this whole WKU lineup of quarterbacks is people that could be a solid backup for a Power 5 team or something like that. And so, yeah, you're probably right. If, if Gage Walker or someone else uh, with the running game can't, uh, can't get going, I mean, look at the stats. Um, Ty Story was the leading rusher this week with 26 yards. I mean, so, I mean, at least you kind of have that dual threat element, kind of. I mean, it's not like he's, he's ever going to run for 100 yards. No one should ever expect that, but... Uh, the run game needs to pick up in further. And you got to give it to Ty Story. Those runs that he had, they weren't they weren't runs that he got through his feet. He got them by just bulldozing over the defenders. Yeah. It was really impressive. Which is kind of a risky thing normally for your backup quarterback to be going out there on lowering shoulders and trying to get <laughs> extra yards because typically, you know, that third string, you know, you're done after that. But WKU's in a position where there's not that big of a drop-off between your second and third string. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know Shanley, you know, well, while he's not, you know, an all-star, you know, he is serviceable. So I think WKU's not necessarily afraid to let uh, let Story go out there and run with his feet. I think it was kind of part of the game plan. I mean, they they put a couple design runs in there for him, and um, you know, like I said, Ty Story's not going to throw for 250 yards, 300 yards, but he's going to be in there enough to get you wins and put you in a position to win. At this point in the season. It feels like the mood has kind of shifted, especially from last year on the Hill. I mean, we're looking at 2-0 and right now in conference play. I know we screwed up against Central Arkansas. Uh, we let Louisville slip away as well. But, I mean, I think we can say that this team could be bowl contenders by the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, if you, all you got to do is win four more games. And I think there's four wins on that schedule, especially, I mean, you beat Central Ar- or you beat uh, UAB, the defending Conference USA champs, on your home field. I mean, that's a – you know, that's a long way to go in towards bowl eligibility. Obviously, you would like to have that Central Arkansas game back. We'd be looking at 3-1, and one mm-hmm. and, hey, this team's going bowling. I bet, like, would any of us expect WKU to even have a shot to go to the bowl this year? I wouldn't have. I would have said, depending on what the off- – I think a lot of people were expecting the offense to be a little more explosive. But I think since we've seen the defense pick up and we've seen the run game kind of be – inconsistent but also pick up I mean it's kind of up in the air like we're not getting what we expected but at the same time we're getting results in some areas well this these next three weeks are going to show us whether or not Western can actually make a bowl game yeah so they play Old Dominion next week Old Dominion's one and three and as well as Western has played against conference foes this season you gotta say that should be a win even though it's on the road and then Army, I mean, that game doesn't really matter because they have other conference games. It and matters in terms of the win column. Though. It matters in terms of the win column. But, but And then again, the way Army put up that performance in the big house against Michigan this year, I'm not expecting WKU to go out there and win that game. I think yeah, it's a I guess, very – I guess maybe that's why I'm yeah, saying yeah. that game doesn't really matter because – 
Lester's probably going to lose imagine, that one. Though, if, if, w, if Tyson Helton finds a way, or who I can't think of the defensive coordinator's name, finds a way to stop that triple option, I mean, then that's going to be putting a testament against what our defense can do against something like that. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there's a I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, we haven't seen no, that play against that before. Yeah, and Army puts you in a position to where you can be in the game with their kind of slow pace, you mm. know, pounding down your throat offense. Yeah, that it would it would definitely be huge if yeah. they went out and beat the Black Knights, and then after that's homecoming week against Charlotte, which should be a win. So if Western can go two and one in these next three oh. weeks, you're definitely looking at a potential bowl yeah, and game. Then, and then through the next uh, you know second half of your schedule, you just got to find two wins, and all of a sudden you might be going to the bowl. So, um, but I want to give a shout out real quick to uh, Jeremy Darwin. This dude came up huge. I mean, he had the interception interception for lineman isn't typically a uh, uh, that just doesn't thing. happen. Yeah, and then he had the big sack on on fourth <laughs> yeah, he down. Did. Um, you know, so and I have a uh, I have sock three ten with him, and I Heck yeah. so yeah, go Jeremy Darwin. So. <laughs> Good heads up play by him and the entire defense. We're gonna take a quick break before we dive a little more into Hilltoppers versus Old Dominion this coming week. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution ninety one seven. Talking all things Tapper Sports. You're listening to Red Zone on Revolution ninety one seven. Red Zone Radio, right here on Revolution 91.7. John Alden, Matthew Hargrove, Tori Bowling, Harrison Vaught, Ryan Goodman, Caden Gaylord, all here tonight as we are about ready to preview our WKU versus Old Dominion game coming up this weekend. ODU not having a good start to the season so far. Their lone victories come against FCS Norfolk State in the opening weekend. They won that game 24-21. They're now on a three-game losing streak, which started at Virginia Tech. They lost 31-7. And then at number 23, Virginia, they lost 28-17. And then this past week, they lost a home game against East Carolina 24-21. So not a good look so far for the Monarchs. They got a couple decent players, though, particularly QB Stone Smart. Very interesting name, to say the least. Uh, On the season, he's 69 for 109 with 689 yards, a touchdown, and four interceptions. But that's not where he's going to burn WKU. He is also their leading rusher. He has 67 attempts, 163 yards, and five touchdowns. And another interesting little tidbit, running back Kashawn Strong is their leading receiver with 15 receptions, 105 yards, but no TDs on the year. On defense, they've got linebacker Lawrence Garner, their lead tackler with 35 tackles on the season, and their defense as a whole has forced four interceptions along with five fumbles. So, how does WKU take care of business this weekend? Defense, it's looking like this one is going to have to be one just – just how the FIU game was won, just how the UAB game was won. The offense isn't looking particularly strong, and the defense is averaging giving up at least one turnover or mm-hmm. getting one turnover per game. And so you mentioned the Bears in the last segment, and I put that on hold because I just don't know if we can consider or yeah, compare that Western Kentucky defense to carry this team. I agree. Considering they let – and FCS Central Arkansas come in to the hill, come into Bowling Green and let up 35 Maybe points. Vikings defense. They maybe have, maybe they, Vikings. They, they can have that I, I can see yeah. that. I can see that. But <laughs> a good game here, that just may have to be the game plan for the rest of the season for Western. I just haven't seen the consistency, consistency from the defense to 
say, okay, the defense is just going to have to take over every week. Well, Stone Smart, first of all, he has two T's on his on the, on the name in Smart. So, I mean, he's got to be really smart, you would think. <laughs> nice one. Nice uh, one. Uh, that was awful. <laughs> I like it. Love the um, jokes. So, uh, but – you know, 163 yards rushing. I wonder, like, if that has anything. Like, does does that take into account sacks? Is that just straight rushes? So yeah, that's interesting. I'm I'm not too sure because I mean that's not a ton of yards, and that's like two and a half yards to carry. But he has five rushing touchdowns. So I yeah, mean, I'm sure I'm sure in the red zone is where it's most deadly. Yeah, yeah, because I mean he has five touchdowns, four picks. So you know, I feel comfortable with our and that's averaging a turnover per game. With yeah, the four picks. I feel I feel comfortable with our secondary dropping back and making this dude throw. But um, I'm actually not really worried about their offense that much. It, it's their defense, I think. I, I mean, four interceptions, five fumbles. I mean, that, that's pretty that, crazy. Yeah, that, that's nine turnovers against. I mean, pretty quality opponents. I mean, Virginia Tech's a good, a good team. They got blown out by Duke uh, yeah. Friday night. Um, Virginia's ranked, and East Carolina is typically a, a pretty good program. Mm. So I mean, they've got some takeaways. For WKU, Ty Story needs to take care of the ball. No fumbles, no picks. That's the game plan for me: is take care of the ball and. Let your offense play to where you can win the game. And that's what I was going to say. you got to be a little bit more optimistic because yeah. even though this Old Dominion Monarchs defense is stellar, you don't have Stephen Duncan in who, I mean, if Stephen Duncan was going to start, we could pretty much say, yeah, I would, I would bet that he would throw at least one pick in this game. But yeah. Ty Story against the defending, like, again, defending conference champions, the Blazers this weekend, had a pretty solid game, didn't turn over the ball. So also, you got to be optimistic with Story in there. Also, he's kind of dink and dunk, so there might not be a lot of uh, opportunities for him to like, kind of go deep. Those intermediate throws, those those usually get picked off. I'm curious. Do you think if Ty Story wasn't a grad transfer and this wasn't his only season, do you think he would have been the guy from the get go, or do you think, or do you think it was always Stephen Duncan? Because I feel like literally, I think about it, Stephen Duncan, turnover prone. If you look at him going into this game, do you really expect us to give ourselves a chance to win like that? Are you talking about are you are you saying do you think if Steven Duncan was our starter and we know he's prone to turnovers that gives Old Dominion a bunch of extra possessions that we that WKU would have and so I'm, what I'm saying is if Ty Story had been the starter from the get go or if he was young enough do you think Tyson Helton would have given him that start from the get go are we using Steven Duncan no, because he's I don't younger think so. no because Tyson Helton said the reason why he chose Stephen Duncan was just he thought Duncan looked a little bit better in practice. I mean, I, yeah, I think if if Ty Story had been better in the fall camp and spring camp, he would have got the job because at the end of the day, Tyson Helton's going for wins. Yeah, and if Ty Story can get you the most wins, I think he would have been the guy out there. But I mean, it's interesting because I mean he he he's looked good so far. And again, this one game. Yep. And UAB is a quality opponent, but it's one game. You have to. I mean. Sawyer Smith looked really good against Florida, and he is awful right now. So, I mean, for Kentucky. So, you're just kind of – we're, we're going to have to see more out of Ty Story. I'm, I'm encouraged by the, by the first game and his start, but we're going to have to see more out of him before we yeah. completely write the book on Ty Story. It's kind of like Daniel Jones and the Giants, right, Caden? Yeah. All right. All right. Look, calm down. 2-0. <laughs> oh. I, don't, I don't know what else you want. All right, he wants we'll, a Super Bowl. We'll talk more about Bowl. that later. Let's go ahead and, and uh, shift gears over a little bit to WKU soccer and volleyball. Harrison, what did WKU soccer do this past week? Well, I want to start off by saying that you guys said that WKU football had a really successful weekend in sports. And I also want to add that WK, just to start off by saying that WKU soccer and volleyball are also doing really 
really well right now. Yeah. WKU oh, for sure. WKU soccer is six and two overall. They're undefeated in the conference USA after a double overtime win against Southern Miss, and they won today in double overtime again, Damn. two to one against Louisiana Tech. Some players that stood out were Devin Jackson, who had goal number three for the season. This is her third goal, and then Ashley Leonard helped to the other goal secure the win from a penalty kick goal. And on average, they had one save, eight corner kicks, and 16 fouls. And then their next games are on October 3rd, Thursday, against uh, Charlotte. And then October 6th, on Sunday, against Old Dominion. Both those games will be at home. And then they also lead the... I also found out today that they lead the Conference USA in total goals allowed and goals against average. And and they are second in shutouts, too. And then, uh, listen to this. Redshirt goalkeeper Anne-Marie... Oliak, forgive me if I said that name wrong, leads the CUSA with four shutouts and ranks second in goals against average and save percentage. And they rank second in goals per game and assists per game. And this is also their first win streak in uh, uh, Conference USA, or their first three-game win streak since 2017. And they also stand fourth in Conference USA. FIU is number one. So if you ask me, I, I think WKU soccer is doing really well right now. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I know we've been talking about how it's it's just improvement, but this is more than just improvement on the soccer front. Like this team has a chance to win a conference USA title, and it has been evident. They are taking care of business. They are winning games in overtime, and that is that is difficult in soccer because if you can't get past double overtime, you're drawing. And oh so, yeah, and they're not absolutely. drawing. They're they're getting in the win column, so that's really good for for WKU soccer. Now over to Caden for WKU volleyball. What does volleyball look like this week? WKU volleyball. <coughs> They defeated Southern Miss earlier today, 3-0. This is their 11th sweep this season so far, so it's crazy. Uh, 1-0 in the conference. It, I mean, Coach Hudson said it wasn't their best game. He said it was probably one of the worst games they played today. But And he said they took a step backwards, but at least they won. You know, So, you know, they're going to come out again on Friday against Middle Tennessee and then Sunday against Marshall. Uh, I mean, they're looking great so far in the season, man. They're on an 11-game win streak now, the 15-1. I, I think it's going to be between them and Rice to see who wins the conference. So that's going to be a great matchup in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is Brett Favre's daughter still on Southern Miss? <laughs> I have no that's a fun idea. fact right there. I I will look that I'll look, up. Yeah, I just I just looked. I don't see a Favre on the roster, so I'm assuming not. she may have graduated. <laughs> but that's disappointing. I'll tell you what. What I see from Travis Hudson is he's got some Nick Saban in him. Nick, <laughs> Nick Southern Saban. Miss. That's a that's a bold claim. They yeah. beat Southern Miss three to nothing. They swept them, but he was still disappointed. You see Nick Saban oh, in those okay. post game press conferences. They'll beat they'll beat a no name school. I'll say, what if they were to play Central Arkansas? They'll beat them fifty nine to seven. <laughs> And he will just look like they got beat fifty nine to seven. So you gotta love it from Travis Hudson. But yeah, I, I was I was at the game for a little bit today. That first set was really close. Southern Miss made it interesting, and then uh, Western after that pretty much took control of the match. But Western Travis Hudson are still moving along. <laughs> yeah, man, it's the tran- the transfers have come in. Nadia Judene, Logan Kale. Defensively, they've just been great for the Hilltoppers. So, yeah, that, definitely. I, I'm not going on a limb, here, a limb here when I say that that was the first Travis Hudson Nick Saban comparison in the history of uh, oh, sports yeah. radio. It was, and <laughs> I'm surprised it was. Well, I'm surprised it was oh, the first. Travis I mean, Hudson is the goat of Western Kentucky. What are we doing? What are we doing? Well, that's good stuff. We got one more thing before we go to break. 
WKU basketball had their media day, and Rick Stansberry, one of the most interesting things he said, or uh, most hopeful things he said, he hopes that the passing and shooting issues are solved with the new additions. That includes Grant, grad transfer Cameron Justice, freshman Jordan Rawls, and Lipscomb transfer Kenny Cooper, if Kenny Cooper is still waiting on the, his eligibility waiver, if he gets that approved. Do we think that that's really the missing piece for WKU basketball this coming season? Do they really need to, like, upping that guard play? Is that the, the main concern? Yeah, I think... I think the additions of especially Cameron Justice. I mean, this dude can fill it up. I mean, he, he uh, he's from uh, Knott County High School, uh, went to Vanderbilt, then uh, IUPUI. This dude can score. And I, I think the, adding that veteran guard presence alongside Tavion Hollingsworth will go a long way. And, and Kenny Cooper as well. I mean, point guard at Lipscomb, they had a phenomenal year last year. That's going to be where WK improves the most because they need their offense to get more flow in it. And other than just improving the passing and shooting, Kenny Cooper, he knows how to win. Yep. He's been doing it for an entire college career. He did it. They made Lipscomb made the tournament, got out first round against North Carolina. No one's blaming him there, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then they made the NIT championship last year. So Kenny Cooper, yeah, he he's improved. He improves the passing definitely and the shooting, but he just improves the winning mentality in that locker room. Also, Carson Williams coming in, uh, he had to sit out last year because of his, uh, his transfer. But another Mister uh, Mister Basketball in Kentucky. You know, a lot of WKU fans are going to want to compare him to Justin Johnson because they kind of have that kind of same type of type of game. Yeah. So I mean, uh, you know, he may not be Justin Johnson, but he's another uh, good body down low that will just kind of help the team. Those are some big shoes to fill. Justin Th- those Johnson. are. I'm not saying he's Justin Johnson, but I, I'm assuming a lot of WKU fans are going to compare him to that. And that's a lot with this team is um, their depth. They're yeah. they're going to have about nine people that that Stansbury will be comfortable playing this year, and that we haven't had that since since you guys have been here, since oh, I've yeah. been here. So, yeah. um, plus Jordan Rawls coming in, that's another guard that can yeah. play. So Somebody to give Tavion Hollies or the break at point, because we do not need more Tavion at point. Or Justin uh, – or uh, Josh Anderson. Just none, none that, of them. That, that was, that was not, I was not <laughs> a big fan of that. Uh, one more thing. J.J. Trainer is going to be visiting uh, Western Kentucky here in a couple weeks. Um, Four-star out of Bardstown. Uh, about the 80th-ranked player in the country. Um UK and Louisville are probably going to offer him. He just visited Louisville, so WK fans don't need to get their hopes up. But this dude's a real deal. You never know. And, you know, if Western Kentucky pulled this kid, that'd be really big. Basketball season is just around the corner, but it's time to take another break. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. Revolution 91.7, you're listening to Red Zone Radio. John Alden, Matthew Hargrove, Tori Bowling, Harrison Valk, Ryan Gooden, and Caden Gaylord all here on the docket tonight as usual. We're about to get into a little MLB playoffs talk. Our boys Matthew and Tori, they've concocted our annual was it, MLB Pick'ems game. What do we got going on here? Yeah, yeah so um, go ahead, Tori. Uh, the, guys <laughs> on the, uh, the guys on the show, uh, we're going to pick uh, pretty much through, all through the w, uh, MLB playoffs. I was about to say WNBA. That's really dumb. <laughs> um, uh, the wild card game is going to be one point. Division series, two points. League championship series, three points. And the World Series winner is five points if you get that. So, uh, you know, whoever has the most points wins. And I don't know who has won the past two years. Yeah, I, I can't I, remember. I would love to go back and see Starting that. now, yeah, we start, will remember. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Ma- Matthew, uh, you know, game 162 is the day. Red Sox out of it. You feeling all right? Yeah, it was uh... – I mean, you can't say a disappointing season because 
they had one of the best offenses in Major League Baseball. What really let them down was the pitching. Chris Sale really struggled. David Price struggled. The only real consistent starter for the team was Eduardo Rodriguez. You're yeah, odd. I know. He went for his 20th win today. Couldn't get it. Uh, uh, Red Sox did have a walk-off, so I guess in, end in some good yeah. way. Well, I mean, but, if you combine the Reds pitching and the Red Sox offense. Then you would have a World Series yeah, contender I mean, right there. Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray. Uh, Luis Castillo. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, Reds 75 wins most uh, since 2014. I'm happy. I'm just saying, like, the season flew by. Like, it's hard what you It know. always does. You know, we it always does because we just love baseball. Yeah. I know these guys, they're probably tuning us out right now, but baseball I mean, is it, the greatest game Ever. The Reds had Yasiel Puig this season. That was awesome. That was I know. so much fun. They, they got into a huge fight. Yeah, it was awesome. But uh, all right, we'll go ahead and uh, start a little game. Of, probably no one cares about baseball, but uh, <laughs> oh, we care about baseball. But, um, we care about winning. They care when about you baseball. Bring, when you bring when stakes you bring into contests. That's true. All right, so we're gonna start out with the NL wild card game: Brewers versus Nats. I don't know who's starting for the Brewers, but I know that um, uh, Max Scherzer will be on the mound for the Nats. This will be Tuesday night, uh, Matthew. Well, you just. Gave my answer right there. Max Scherzer on the mound at home. I'm going with the Nationals. John, give me the Nationals. Harrison, uh, I'm going to go with the Nationals. Okay, uh, Caden, I feel like these are two teams who choke a lot. You know, the past few years, yeah, I would especially say the Nationals. Nationals. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say the Brewers. Brewers. Yeah, Brewers. Brewers have a pretty good run, especially because they've been undermanned. Especially last year, NLCS, yeah. and it's been really impressive how they. Have been able to continue oh, winning without Yelich. They're like thirteen and three without Yelich yeah. since he went down. Like, that's, it's insane, that's stupid. That's, that's always the Brewers, though. Caden, I'm gonna go with the Nationals and Ryan. Anybody but the Brewers. So Nats, <laughs> listen, like the Nats are probably the better team, but like I feel like it would be the the Brewers thing to win. It would be. I'm it going, would be. I'm going Brewers. Because they won that game 163 last year in yeah. Chicago, they weren't supposed to win that game. Well, either. No, no one thinks they're gonna beat Scherzer, but I mean, I believe in. I don't like them, but I believe in So you're picking the Brewers? I am picking the Brewers. Okay. Uh, Thank you for the points. AL wild card. <laughs> Rays versus A's. This might be the most boring wild card game. It might be the most boring, but it's so much. It's not, though. It okay, is. I it, say is it is, though. I can't stand The A's I, and the Rays, some of the lowest. You know, they don't have a lot of money. You got the money, money ball, Billy well, Bean. You just get these teams with no superstars. Yeah. You, they're just great at drafting. I just hold the Rays thing that they started the opener, which I hate, and so I hold that. I've never been them. a big fan of it either. No, it's dumb. So here you go: <laughs> Rays versus Ashton. Er, the Athletics. A's have played in two wild card games. They've lost both of them, but they've both been on the road. One was in Kansas City, and then the one other one Texas? was last year in New York. Oh, in New York. So no, I'm gonna Rays say it, Rays didn't make the playoffs. Like, are you talking about? I, the a- Oakland A's, A's. Oh, Oakland A's, A's. A's. Oakland A's. A's Rays. So I'm going to say third time's a charm. They're at home. I'm taking Oakland. Okay. Matthew, you know my, or John? You know, my, my answer is much less scientific and analytical. I'm going to go with the A's because my last name starts with A. Nice one. Nice one. What baseball talk? Harrison. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say something similar to that. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> I don't know much about these teams this season, but I'm just going to go with Tampa Bay just because I was born in a suburb of Tampa Look Bay. <laughs> Look at all this. So. <laughs> I like it. Caden? Uh, <clears throat> um, I'm going to go with this team just because they don't like the Warriors, so I'm going to go with the A's. They don't like the Warriors? They don't like, the, like Warriors. the Warriors. They're in Oakland. They're in Oakland. Go read the story. Okay. He's got some inside information, apparently. Uh, so. Yeah, I'll okay. have to read. Ryan? Uh, I'll also choose the Athletics. 
the athletics. I think I'll go race. Uh, or I think I'll go athletics too. Okay. All right. National it's like the Tampa Division Bay Devil series. Rays. People, <laughs> yeah. That's not even the real name anymore. I don't think. The Braves versus the Dirty Birds, the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Braves. Uh, one because I hate the Cardinals, and two, this team's for real. Yeah, they are for real. That lineup is scary. Acuna. Freeman, Ozzie Albies, Donaldson. Uh, Donaldson. They yep. just keep coming. I'm going to take Atlanta. ATL. He's got the ATL. Harrison. Um, I'm going to go with Atlanta, too. So don't with, act like you know. He's going with the no. ATL. Is it, be, is it because you like lived there for a certain amount of time? <laughs> In Atlanta? Oh, I've never lived in Atlanta. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, got, I mean, I got family. I was just I was just oh, he's no. got family. Yeah, I got family that lived down there. there so. okay. uh, I'm going with the Braves because Atlanta got a lot of rappers. So, yeah. Gosh, this is awful. There's, there's, a, there's a show called Atlanta with uh, Childish Gambino. There you so. go. There you go. I'm also going to choose the Braves, but that's just because I don't like St. Louis. Yeah, if Same. the Cardinals win, then we're all screwed. Um, <laughs> Dodgers versus whoever your wild card winner was. So, for everybody else, it was the Nationals. For me, it was the Brewers. I'm going to go Dodgers. I think this is no brainer. They're the best team in the National League, probably. They just have so much depth. Um, yeah, they're their best team in the National League, LA. Give me Kershaw and the Dodgers. He plays for them, Kershaw. right? Uh, what are you talking about, John? Kershaw's on the Cubs. Yeah, they're on the Cubs. <laughs> they didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> Kershaw's not going to be po- pitching in October. Harrison. Uh, Dodgers. I'm going with the World Series winner of 2019, the Dodgers. Okay, well, that's. And ooh. Ryan? Uh, LA. Dodgers. Well, and again, if the Brewers or Nats win, we're all screwed. Uh, <laughs> American League Division Series, Yankees-Twins. This is the first time in MLB history that four teams won 100 games. This is two of those teams, Yankees-Twins, even though the Twins win 100 games. Like, I don't even know how. But um, I'm going to go Yankees. Um, they're just too deep. Yeah, the Twins can never beat those big-time teams like the Yankees or the Red Sox. Homers, they did, but the Yankees – in Yankee Stadium oh, are tough crazy. to beat. Yeah. And the Twins aren't that good. Yeah. They're not 108 win Red Sox. They won 100 games. Don't call them they're not that good. I mean, they're good. They won 100 games. That's they're not, not, they're not beating the Yankees. That's not easy. They're not beating the I, Yankees. I, I agree. John. I'm taking the Twins because they draft a lot of Hoosier players, believe it or not. They're, they're not They're not on the MLB team, but they're in their farm system. Wow, because so. that, you know, that's amazing. That has a lot to a do lot with how the series is going to play <laughs> out. Exactly. has a lot to do with everything. You know, I'm going to go with the Twins, too, just because I've never – really liked the Yankees and I don't really know many people that do like the Yankees I'm more of a Red Sox guy Matthew you'll probably like me for that yeah I do I do yeah I'm gonna go with the twins Caden all rise for the judge let's go with the Yankees Pete Alonzo shout out to him he broke Aaron Judge's rookie home run record this weekend that was that's big time and the Yankees obviously I'd like to see Yankees make a run. Baseball is interesting when the Yankees Stop, really Tori. Just read the next one. <laughs> Don't say Astros that. versus the wild card winner, uh, so either A's or uh, Rays. Um, now, just, just think about this. Van, or Verlander, who's probably the best pitcher in baseball right now, Garrett Cole. And he's 38. He's oh, 38 oh, yeah. years old. He's almost 40 years old, and he's arguably the best pitcher in baseball. Garrett Cole, like 18th pitcher with like 300 strikeouts. He's in the Cy, Cy Young Award talk. And Zach Greinke. Zach Greinke. That's an incredible – not to mention that offense. I'm going Astros. I think the Astros might yeah, be the best team in baseball. Houston. So, uh, so we're both going Astros. I'll take them too. Astros. Um, Harrison. Uh, I'm going to go with the Astros too. Caden. Uh, H-Town, Travis Scott. Let's go Astros. Okay, stop picking teams based on rappers. <laughs> uh, Ron. Clean sweep, Astros. Astros. 
All right. If the athletics make the ALCS. We're hey, just... I'm not complaining, though. I'm not complaining if that happens. All right, so I'm who, all for Billy Bean. Who goes the World Series from the National League? Um, gosh, Dodgers or Braves? I'm going to go Braves. I just don't think – the Dodgers, they just never can get it done. And I just love that. I love that offense. They can get it done in the National League. That's why I'm going to take um, – to win that series against the Braves, but just wait for my World Series pick. Oh, I'm I'll taking take, the Dodgers though for the NLCS. I'll take the Dodgers. Uh, Harrison, Benny Rodriguez from the Sandlot played for the Dodgers, so I'm going to go with the <laughs> nice, Dodgers too. Benny. Please stop. Please stop this <laughs> <game>. <laughs> Crenshaw, Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, also, LA Dodgers. Golly, I'm I'm going on a limb. I'm either going coming first or last. Um, <laughs> American League winner. Uh, typically, y'all, so far it's been Yankees or Astros. Matthew. Yeah, this was the ALCS in 2017. It was a it was a good series. Um, Yankees actually weren't even supposed. They won the wild card yeah, game. Yeah, they yeah, weren't yeah, even supposed yeah. to beat the Indians. The Indians were arguably the favorites yeah. to win the World Series I, I that thought, year. I picked them to win the World Series yeah. that year. So this will be a good one. But man, you could flip a coin. For this series, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Astros. Yeah, that though. rotation just puts them over the top. I yeah, think. and the pitching the pitching for the Yankees has been really inconsistent. So mine's Twins versus someone, correct? Oh, uh, twins tw- versus Astros. Twins Astros. If I'll you take, take, I'll take the Astros. Okay, I was about to say. <laughs> I was about twins to be, of the World Series. They won hundred games. I was about. I, I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe. I was about to take the Twins just to tick you all off, but I'm gonna try to be reasonable here. Okay. Harrison. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Astros too. I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I I don't pay attention to baseball, but I have a feeling that the the the, 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 the twins are not good enough to beat the Astros. Yeah, so, that, that would be a reasonable. Yes, that sounds logical. Thank you. That's better so, than uh, the Astros living in some part of the yeah, country that Kate. helps you be biased. <laughs> um, I just feel like the Yankees have a lot of firepower, man. Uh, so. Hey, I, was, I like the Here we go. I like the difference of look at you, analysts. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Yankees. <laughs> uh, Ryan. Uh, I'm going to take the Astros. Okay. I'm going to take the Astros, too. I just think that rotation is legit. So, did we all – so, Tori, myself, John has the Astros. Harrison, you picked – Astros. Astros. And Caden has Yankees. Yes. And Ryan has – so, we all have Astros and Caden has Yankees. All right. Okay. So, my World Series is between the Braves and the Astros. I like the Astros. Um, again, that rotation's sick. Plus, they have the offense to boot. So I'm gonna go with the Astros. So yours is Dodgers Astros. Yeah, rematch repeat. from 2017. Yeah, I could see it going to, to seven games as well. Yeah, that was a crazy but series. Astros over the Dodgers. Gonna, Dodgers are gonna end up being like the Bills with Jim Kelly, where they made yeah. it to four straight Super Bowls. Yeah. Because I don't see them losing anybody for next year. They're gonna have. Around the same team. And plus, they, they, they have a really deep farm system. They have a yeah. lot of young uh, – so, they're just able to uh, replenish. So um, t- two down, two more to go. you got Dodgers-Astros. I'm going to take the Dodgers because it's probably the only way I would beat you all since you all both just took the Astros. So. That's fair enough. Uh, Dodgers-Astros-Harrison. Uh, I am going to go with the Astros again. I think they can do it – maybe do it again like they did in 2017. And 2017 was a really meaningful one, too, because that was right after Hurricane Harvey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. yeah, yeah. Uh, Dodgers, Yankees, Caden. The two big markets, man. Yeah, I, New York versus L.A. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that you would know, be interesting. It's crazy because I compare, you know, I compare Clayton Kershaw to like Peyton Manning. Great in the regular season, doesn't do that great in the postseason. Well, I mean, Peyton Manning it, does have two Super Bowls. Dang, let me finish. <laughs> Every now and then, Peyton Manning does great in the postseason, and I just want the Dodgers to win one finally. I well, agree. Clayton Kershaw. Because right, I, I, Clayton Kershaw's a good dude. Uh, Dodgers, Astros, Ron. Um. Uh, 
I can see this one going going seven, like you said, but I'm gonna take the Astros in this one. All right, so we have four Astros, two Dodgers picks. Pretty straightforward. Maybe yeah. final pick. thoughts before we go to break. Maybe well, I, I noticed how we always talk about when we do talk about baseball, we always talk about how consistent the, I guess how inconsistent the games end up being like the favorites don't always win like in basketball usually a one's gonna beat an eight a two's gonna beat in seven and so forth on usually i was gonna say uh actually like that is usually the trend you know but we all pick we're mainly picking the favorites well, in the last uh the past three seasons the team with the best record in the mlb has won the world series and that's bucked a trend that's you know going back i mean you take the giants you know with all those years that they came yeah. came and won um so this year would be the astros so I think it'll be four years in a row. Best team in the MLB will win the World Series. Yeah, but, I mean, like you said, when you're having to face Verlander game one, Garrett Cole game two, <sighs> Zach Greinke game three, I, and Wade Miley is their four guy, and he's had a good year this yeah. year. And, like, he probably won't have to pitch a ton, you know, because they usually can go back to Verlander for game four. Definitely. And, you know, that that's kind of reminiscent of the Phillies, uh, you know, Halliday, Hamels, uh, Oswald, and Lee. And Cliff Lee, I mean that that rotation just rock solid. And plus, I mean, when you got Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve, you know those guys have been there and done that before. They've won a World Series together before. I think the Astros get their second. Yeah, and real quick before we go to break, Caden, I gotta rip your Philadelphia Phillies because this is this was an absolutely major disappointing year. They were picked to win the division maybe with the Braves. I know Tori, I think you had the Braves yeah. winning, but. When you have Bryce Harper, I know McCutcheon went out, but yeah, Jake Arrieta, Nola, you had all these guys. Plus they traded for Real Muto. Yeah, traded for JT Real Muto, one of the best catchers in the, in the league. You gotta at least get a wild card spot. There's no excuse that they shouldn't have made the playoffs this year. Hey, I'm gonna just say the Heat had a bad first year together. Year two, well, they well, made the they made so, the finals. Hey. So they didn't have a bad year. They just didn't win the whole. Please thing. don't compare Bryce Harper to LeBron James. That Please, is, that is all disrespectful. Right. That'll do it for MLB Talk. You're listening to Red Zone Radio right here on Revolution 91.7. Talking all things Tapper Sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7. Welcome back to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. John Alden, Matthew Hargrove, Tori Bowling, Harrison Balk, Ryan Gooden, Caden Gaylord. You just heard our MLB playoff uh, predictions. Uh, but now it's time to get back into some more college football. We're going to start off with our boy, Ryan Gooden. It's time for Ryan's rant. Ryan, what do you got for us today? Today we're going to take a, a, deep into, or a deep dive into college football, and we're talking about the power rankings or the standings, as you will. And uh, I don't, Clemson, as we know, has not had the best of years compared to what they had last year, especially towards the end when they were, they were dominating everybody, including Alabama. And they they lose or they win by one point against a North Carolina team that's not very good, um, but they're also still undefeated. And I'm not sure how you go from number one and you don't lose and you go down to number two, especially since Alabama, who went to number one, hasn't played anybody either, and they they somehow outweigh that, I guess. Because if you want to go by how many points you win by, then Oklahoma should be number one. That's interesting. Do you think that if Alabama was number one, do you think they would have done the same thing to them, or do you think it's just because it's Clemson? I think it's just because of the North Carolina loss, or the North Carolina win. Well, that's what I'm well, saying. I'm saying if it Alabama... Almost, because it almost felt like a loss to the people, so they were, 
it's almost like I because think, you don't win by 20 against a team you're supposed to beat by 20. I think they, they made the right decision. Taking a look at Clemson's schedule, one, two games are really stand out to me. Obviously, the North Carolina game. They were a two-point conversion away from losing to North Carolina, who may not even make a bowl game this year. And then another game, Texas A&M. I know the Aggies were ranked 12th in the nation at the time, but they only won by 14. And Texas A&M almost lost to Arkansas this weekend. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that the Crimson Tide would have put up a good 50 points on the Aggies, minimum. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, And Alabama hasn't had any close games. I actually like that the AP did this because usually it's like, oh, well, Al- well Clemson won, so they're still the number one team. Like you're number country. one until like, you lose yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, like I, I, I typically don't like that. I like seeing who do you think is the best team in the country. The AP voters obviously think that Alabama is the best team in the that's country. Fair. So, yeah. I, like, you know, that's fair. I, you know, I think Alabama is the best team. I mean, who is that? Harris that uh, had four touchdowns, five touchdowns. I mean, they're, they're legit. I I would like to say I disagree with these rankings. Period. I think Ohio State should be number one, and oh, Oklahoma should your, be hold number on, two. Hush your mouth. <laughs> He's I, got a point. Can Ohio I Nebraska? Ohio State. Nebraska. Listen, Ohio State <laughs> has been putting up points on everybody. Justin Justin Fields has looked. Oh, everybody, like including <laughs> Miami, Ohio, and uh, oh, Poop State. <laughs> okay, what is, who has Alabama played? They let Ole Miss oh, put up, what, 39, 31 points? The thing points is, is, you know Alabama. You just know that Alabama is a top-two team. They don't have to play people. Uh, they don't have to that's have a top-two That's not how it should oh, really? be, though, but that's how it is for Clemson, apparently. No, because Alabama, even though they've been not having a hard schedule, they've been killing teams. They let Ole Miss put up 31. What, what, what did Alabama put up, 59? Yeah. Come on I mean, now, that's a, that's I mean, a 20 LSU, point game. LSU let Vandy put up 38. I mean, like, I don't know. Uh, these things kind of happen. And what is LSU, though? These you're things kind of happen You're in a conference known for defense, though, and you're giving up 38 points to Vanderbilt. Yeah, but these, like, I mean, obviously, you know, they're up 60 to 30. I mean, that, that second-string defense might yeah, give that's up. Fair. A, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, what about Oklahoma being sixth, then? Why aren't they higher? I mean, because I, I just don't think that they overall with the body of work, I don't think they're as good as Alabama is or Clemson or any of these other teams. But yeah, is that because of boys. who they played or? No, I think it's just eye test. Like, who do you, who do you think is the best team in the country? I don't think like the resumes right now don't affect it. Uh, don't affect this. I just think it's who's the better team. I think I think Oklahoma. You gotta. I, I'm really surprised that Oklahoma isn't in the top four because they have killed everyone. I think, I mean, looking at their schedule, their closest game has been against Houston. They won 49 to 31. That was the first game of the season. But even after that, they were still ranked at number four. Ohio State, they're ranked fifth right now. Fourth. Fourth in the rankings. Well, it was, it was fourth There's no way they should out. be number one. I mean, Georgia. No I don't think way. Ohio State three. should be number one, but I would not be surprised if we're seeing Ohio State in the college football playoff championship. I'll just go ahead and say this right now: there is going to be a ton of controversy when it comes to college football playoff time because I think these six teams, five or six teams, like I said a few weeks ago, it's getting to where it's like you know women's NCAA basketball. The best teams are just better than everybody else. Well, and these teams might be undefeated. There might be six undefeated teams by the time these rankings oof. have to come out. And there's going to be a ton of controversy with that. And we gave we gave Notre Dame the credit when they played well against Georgia, and they didn't go down. Yeah, I know Notre Dame's ranked, but they've never beaten a good team ever. 
Not yet, in not in clutch games, not in the playoff games. That's what I'm saying. And yet Georgia didn't go, go down in the rankings because they barely beat a team that they should have beat easily. Here's I, the thing with Ohio State, though. I think we will obviously see what the Buckeyes are made of whenever they – do they travel to Wisconsin this year or do they play them at, at, the, at Buckeye Stadium? Hold on, let me look up. Look up their schedule. Either way, my po- whether they play them at home or away or it's not. It's a home game. Whenever, a home game for Ohio State? Yes. Okay. Whenever they play Wisconsin, probably one of the best defenses in the Big Ten. They've also got a pretty decent offense as well. But if they can put up the numbers that they're putting on everybody else in Wisconsin, who will likely be the West Division champion, that's when we can probably confidently say, yes, Ohio State has the complete team to be in the college football p- playoff championship. Now, you got to – you got to look at it more legitimately if they win this weekend because they play a top 25 team in Michigan State. That's no, like, wow, because I know the Spartans have Michigan State been, about dropped one in Indiana this weekend. Yeah, no, they haven't been at amazing this year, but they still are a top 25 team, and Ohio State's playing at home. But, yeah, the Wisconsin game is going to show, especially because it's – no, it's it's at home, but either-wise. It's going to be their – mark. I mean, I mean, I know Michigan it is what it is, but they're not what they should be. Michigan, Definitely. Wisconsin destroyed Michigan. See, I don't yeah. agree with that because with Wisconsin, all you have to do is stop the run. You stop Jonathan Taylor, you beat that offense. We'll see. Well, I mean, like, like I just want to, like, go ahead and, like, get, like, paint you a picture of what might happen. I mean, one of Ohio State and um, – and Wisconsin's going to be out just by default. You know, one's going to beat the other. I think they might be end up playing each other in the Big Ten Championship, but either way, so there, there might be two losses. And then, like, you take, like, you know, either LSU or Alabama's going to drop because they play each other. But, like, what happens when, like, Alabama beats Georgia in the NCAA Championship game and, like, Georgia's definitely a top three team, but then you have Ohio State here who deserves to be in. You got Oklahoma who's going to march through the Big 12. There's going to be a ton of controversy when this. I think Auburn beats Alabama, anyways, but that's a time for this. I mean, well, either way, I mean, there's going to be two teams from SEC that deserve to be in it. And there could be four teams that are undefeated that kicks Georgia out by default. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's going to be, you know, does Oklahoma's body of work match up with Georgia's, even though they're undefeated? Georgia played tougher schedule. You know, it's just going to be interesting to see. All right, we're going to move on to the NFL for a few minutes, go over a couple headlines. I would say one of the bigger stories this weekend, the Eagles handed Green Bay their first loss, Thursday night, 34-27, but that's not necessarily the story. The story is this. Rodgers entered Thursday night's game with a 58-0-1 career record when leading by 10 or more points at any point at home. The only quarterback with a longer unbeaten streak in such situations in the Super Bowl era is Tom Brady, who went 80 games straight from 2001 to 2015, that streak ended. What does that say as a testament to Aaron Rodgers? Do you, is he? It doesn't. It, it doesn't say anything about Aaron Rodgers. It says this game was more important for the Philadelphia Eagles. The yeah, Packers are already three and zero. Eagles are a tough team, but Philadelphia came into this one one and two. You go down one and three. You're probably not going to beat the Cowboys no. in the NFC nope. East. Carson Wentz absolutely balled out. That Eagles uh, secondary has been the problem for them all year. And it wasn't the secondary who came up with the interception, but they still were able to end the game by the defense. It was Rodgers, I mean, come on now. What was it, 58-0-1? I mean, oh my gosh, he loses one game. And it was a regular season game. It wasn't a playoff game. But overall, like, well, you look at Aaron Rodgers this season. Does he look like the same Aaron Rodgers? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. And so, like, you know, the Packers' defense is better. I think he has a better run game and a better receiving core than he's had in the past couple years. But overall, Aaron Rodgers doesn't look the same. And I think if he had a vintage Rodgers season, then the Packers would be a top three team in the NFL. But, like, he's just not. I still think it's too early to look at him that way, though. I I don't. I think 
it's as a combination between um, the defense was carrying them the first three games. Although the defense isn't as good as what, what we think it is because they played not really anybody. Like, yeah, the Broncos. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, yeah. like limited quarterbacks. And then Vikings. Matt LaFleur's offense is all running. It's basically give the ball to whoever's in the backfield. And then the loss of Randall Cobb is affecting him more than he thinks. Because well, I mean, they're like have, best friends. You have too. Devontae Adams, and that's it. Hey, that uh, Scalding, what, what was it? What's his name? W- exactly. WVS. <laughs> exactly. WVS, that's all. But he, he he had a good game. But that's the point. Like, Devontae Adams was out. He could be out this week or next week with a turf toe injury or whatever. That This offense is going to look completely different. So yeah. they're going to they're gonna need their defense to keep playing well. All right, we're going to look ahead to this uh, coming Monday night football. We got Bengals at Steelers, and we have a guest in the studio today, Mr. Patrick Carries. Here to argue with our host, Matthew Hargrove, about this game. We got Bengals fan versus Steelers fan. What's, what's, what are we going to expect this Monday night? Well, first of all, Patrick's going to be with us on Red Zone until he graduates, so we're happy to have him on the show. You're going to hear more from him from next semester when John and Harrison graduate, sadly. Um, or not sadly about you joining, obviously. You know what I meant. You know what I meant there. But the Steelers... Basically, both teams are fighting for their lives. Coming in 0-3, big rivalry game. Cincinnati, they've been in every single game that they've played. They just haven't been able to get, you know, oh, that. This year? Yeah, this except year. Except for the 49ers game. Except for, yeah, except for the 49ers. 41-17. 41-17. Yeah, that wasn't. That wasn't. But the Seahawks game, that was a tough game in Seattle. Could have came away with that one. Steelers. Patriots game was awful. Last game, probably should have won that one. Um, but it's just going to be really interesting. You know, rivalry game, it's going to be close no matter when these two teams are just playing. It's going to be a close one. I think um, with Big Ben out, if the Bengals do come out with a dub, I hear Steelers fans making excuses. We don't uh-huh. have our starting quarterback and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Probably. But I'll be making that excuse. <laughs> I think – I think – the Bengals have a lot of potential to win this game. Uh, Joe Mixon, 32 carries, 87 yards on the season. He had 1,200 rushing yards last year. I think if Joe Mixon can come out and actually do something this season, Bengals are in a good position because Andy Dalton being the inconsistent, scared quarterback that he is with the weak O-line, if the Steelers can put a little bit of pressure on Andy Dalton, Steelers are in a good position to win. Yeah, and that uh, defense uh, for the Steelers really stepped up Last week, they got five turnovers. It's It really is just on the shoulders of Mason Rudolph, and it, I know it's a lot of pressure to put because this is going to be his third game of the season, but score prediction, what do you got, Patrick? I'm going 24-21 Cincinnati. All right, I'm going uh, 50 nothing Steelers. Back to okay. you guys. Oh, oh, man. oh, man. Can we just both agree that this is the game of uh, dumpsters? Oh, come on. Oh, this is a great game. game. Oh, not, we, I, I, th- I think I have a feeling that the, ri- the the Browns and the Ravens game is going was, was to be a lot more entertaining than tomorrow's. All right, Harrison. Yeah. You're <laughs> off the track. You're graduating early. We're going <laughs> to take our last break before we do our college football pick-ems. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the red zone right here on Revolution 91.7. Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. It's about time for pick'em for first. This week in WKU Sports, a little recap of what we got going on. 
WKU Volleyball hosts MTSU and Marshall this weekend, Friday and Sunday respectively. Friday's games at 6 p.m. and then Sunday's games at noon. WKU Women's Soccer faces Charlotte on Thursday at 7 p.m., Old Dominion on Sunday at 1 p.m., and then, of course, WKU Football travels to Old Dominion this Saturday, October 5th at 6 p.m. Let's go ahead and get into our weekly college football pickums. First of all, Matthew, what are the standings at? Hold up. Sorry, I need to uh, I need to pull them My up. Bad. Here we go. I, I, I got them. I got them. Don't worry about okay. it. So we got Caden is in first at 28 and 11. Gang. John and Ryan are tied for second at 27 and 12. I am in fourth, 25 and 14. Harrison in fifth, 24 and 15. Tori in that last spot, 23 and 16. But just five games back. We're, so we're going for the number one pick next year. Yeah. So oh, are you? You're tanking. tanking now. <laughs> all right. So, so every time it's an Alabama game, you're just going to pick like yeah, the other so, team. Yeah. Uh, go um, Southern Charleston. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to start off with WKU at Old Dominion. Matthew, what do you got? I'm going with the tops. Tori? I'm going with tops. I'm going to take the tops as well. Harrison? WKU. Caden? Uh, WKU. And then Ryan? Real tops. And then also our guest picker, Patrick, what do you got? I got the tops. All right, we tops all around, and then let's go and get, let's just keep the train rolling. We're running out of time here. We got Boston College at Louisville. Who are we taking, Matthew? BC. Oof, Tori. Uh, give me Louisville. I'm also gonna take Louisville. What about you, Harrison? Uh, Louisville. Caden. I have no idea. Louisville. <laughs> Ryan. U of L. And then uh, Patrick, what do you got for us? Only time I'll pick Louisville, but give me the cards. So everyone except for Matthew picks Louisville. We Thanks for the points. Air Force I need at em. Navy. What do we got here, Matthew? I'm going to go Navy. They're at home. Tori. I have no idea, but give me Navy. Uh, I'm going to take Air Force. Uh, Harrison. Navy. Caden. Air Force. And then um, Ryan. I'm blanking uh, on your name for some reason. Navy. And then Patrick. Navy. All right. So, a decent split there. Now we're getting to our top 25 games. Number 18, UCF at Cincinnati. Uh, okay, uh, Matthew. UCF. Tori. Cincinnati. UCF sucks. Ooh, I'm also going to take Cincinnati. Uh, uh, Harrison. I'm going to go with UCF. Caden. UCF. And Ryan. UCF. Patrick. UCF. All right, more split. Uh, 14, Iowa at 19, Michigan. Matthew. Michigan. Tori. Iowa. I'm also taking the Hawkeyes. I'm confident. Let's go Hawkeyes. How about you, Harrison? Uh, Give me Iowa. Caden. Iowa. Michigan sucks. Yeah, I agree. And then also uh, Ryan. Uh, Michigan will bats back. Patrick. Iowa, for sure. All right. We're pretty split on that one. Uh, number 21, Oklahoma State at Texas Tech. Matthew. Give me Oklahoma State. Tory. Oklahoma State. I will also take Oklahoma State. Harrison. Oklahoma State. Caden. Oak State. And Ryan. Oklahoma State. And then Patrick. Give me Texas Tech. <laughs> Look at that. It's going Give me everybody an upset. Everybody else. Wolf. Ooh. Uh, number 11, Texas at West Virginia. Matthew. Is this even one? Texas? Do we all have Texas for this one? Texas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Texas. Texas is back, baby. <laughs> Texas, <laughs> Texas is back. I was going to think about it, but we'll go ahead and go unanimous Texas. I'm West saving Patrick, you one. you going to take you take West Virginia? You know, you're going to hook them horns? No, no, he's not, not, not even in the <laughs> Hook them. All right, and then Cal at Oregon. 13 Oregon at that. Matthew. Ducks. 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 Harrison. Ducks. 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 We should have just said all ducks, ducks for this one. Fly with ducks. us. Fly with the ducks. All right. Number 25, Michigan State at number four, Ohio State. Is anyone going to pick Michigan State? No. No. O-H-I-O, baby. O-H-I-O. Now, this, I'm interested to hear this last game. Game of the week, college game day, number seven, Auburn at number 10, Florida. Matthew, who are you Give taking? me 
the Red Hot Auburn Tigers. Tori, who are you taking? Definitely Auburn. Ford is not good. I am also taking the Auburn Tigers. Harrison? I'm going with the Gators on this one. Right. Go Gators. Hometown for him. How about Caden? Uh, Bone Nicks, baby. Let's go. <laughs> And then finally, over there, we got Ryan. Uh, Auburn by 20. Or excuse me, finally, Patrick, who we got? Auburn. All yeah, right. Florida is not good. Florida should have lost to Kentucky. That'll do it for that. this week's show. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully, we will have things up on Spotify so you can listen to us on demand coming up here soon. But until then, also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening. As always, go, go Tops. Go tops.